Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Invest in Bulgaria. I'm here today with George Brashnarov. He is a computer software entrepreneur and CEO of Nemechek Bulgaria. Hello George. Hey, hi everyone. My first question to you is what is the competitive advantage of Sofia as location for doing business compared to Western European locations from your experience? So my experience spanned over 25 years into the information technology domain and mainly into the computer software, R&D, and started with one competitive advantage 25 years ago and was clearly the low cost of the local experts in software engineering. However, this was a kind of um, short-term advantage. And during the years, uh, we, myself and my colleagues, which were building the professional Bulgarian software industry, were trying to find newer and newer competitive advantages and to, to keep us on the top of the competition. And clearly, low cost is not anymore any competitive advantage. Uh, it's frank to say that we're still very much um, price competitive but no low cost. What is coming nowadays uh, more and more important is that the Bulgarian software engineers are becoming kind of professional consultants and experts in the field. So, so the quality and added value of the services becomes first, not the price. So what you're saying is that over the past 20 to 25 years, we've grown based on experience and track record of successful projects for leading companies abroad. And therefore now we are recognized as experts in the information technology industry and we're being seeked, uh, sought as, as, as uh, experts in our field. Therefore, we, our cost as labor has, has raised. However, we are price competitive because we are offering great value due to quality and delivery on time? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, that's the way that step-by-step step was done. It's, it can be done just in a couple of months, but our experience that we are already in a phase in which the Western companies are recognizing uh, the quality rather than, than the pricing, or at least the major ones. So uh, you mentioned something interesting to me that more and more foreign IT companies are seeking partnerships with your own company, Nemechek Bulgaria, which is a leading company here mm -hmm. in Sofia, Bulgaria. Could you please tell a bit more about that? Because that's also, as far as I understand, a change in the ecosystem. Yeah, that's the change of ecosystem. In Bulgaria, there are already a good number of local companies grown and stable. So from the risk perspective, 20, 15 years ago, to just to overcome all of the risks, the foreign investors were trying always to, to find their own subsidiaries and to have a full control on that, mainly because of the risk reasons. Nowadays, this is not really uh, dangerous. The companies has a lot of references, good projects, history behind, and the partnership model become more sustainable rather than just uh, greenfield investments. Uh, of course, this needs a different mentality from the both sides. 
So a full type of partnership means that uh, old models of uh, pure outsourcing, nearshoring, offshoring, whatever it's named, yeah. it's, it's over. And if the investor wants really to form a proactive consultancy-based uh, location, uh, it needs to find similar people which will do this, not just followers or low-level coders. Find like-minded people here in the yeah. Bulgarian ecosystem. And yeah, and that's the good news. Are, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening and the people are quite more satisfied and quite more looking for a, such kind of challenges and motivated to stay with the companies which are following those kind of full-type partnership model rather than just uh, executing low-level coding stuff. This is very interesting because recently I had a, I myself had an interview opportunity with a local uh, Bulgarian uh, IT magazine called devstyler.io and uh, there I made the notion that high goals retain your talent, that was my main notion, and that we can do so much more and we are see, seeing this trend. And actually, you're confirming this trend of the position of a director of a successful Bulgarian IT company based in Sofia. Could you please elaborate, maybe give a, maybe give a bit concrete example and talk about this mindset change. You, you mentioned that you're seeing it more and more here in Sofia. Yeah, yeah. Not only in Sofia, I, I mean, there are a couple of other Bulgarian cities which are following Sofia. That's Plovdiv, that's Varna. Uh, even smaller cities like Vratza uh, are building their awesome. community. I can tell you about Gabrovo for, yes. in Rusa, for yes. example. Yes, yeah, Gabrovo in Rusa and Burgas and Strada Zagora. So the good news again is that it's not Sofia the one and only place to be. True. Uh, and even our, uh, the main Bulgarian companies, we already have a couple of uh, offices in the other uh, cities. Bulgarian? Yes, we have our office in Plovdiv, we have our bigger office in Varna. Great examples. Uh, we have people in Razgrad, for example. Great. Uh, and that's, that's what is happening not only with us, but with so a if good someone, number of other companies. So if someone is actually looking at a partnership with <coughs> Nemechek Bulgaria, although your headquarters in Sofia, they can leverage the whole pool of talents in uh, Bulgaria. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. you're essentially the bridge to these talents. Yeah. Yeah. And not only in Bulgaria, we're going to open uh, also foreign offices. So we'll see next year what okay. will be our next stop. We'll be talking again next year. Yeah. And about this, this you mentioned something interesting that the mindset of, let's say, of, of, of management of companies in Bulgaria has grown and changed, but also talents. Could you tell about something about this, how this mindset changed and, and do you see this kind of a, even an investment from IT companies in own products? I know that you, you yourself are an angel investor and you have seen that, that actually in our ecosystem, uh, the talents are starting to create their own IT companies, which then attract foreign partnerships. Yep. 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 Couple of words about the previous question. Uh, when we are talking about different mentality and different values, uh, that's not only my uh, opinion, it's proved by all of the pools that we're doing very regularly inside the company and all of the pools that we're doing also into the software association. Mm -hmm. So mm, the time when the financial stimulus was number one is also over. It's still very important. No one wants to, to work just for, for the ideals. But somehow leading companies are keeping one and the same financial level. So the differences, the competitive advantages of the companies are on the way and on the side of those companies which are really offering challenging work, really offering added value work, really offering something which is not really 
uh, ordinary kind of things. The, and the new generation of people, even the older one, is now more and more motivated on those bigger changes and bigger challenges rather than just from the simple financial stimulus. Actually, we met such a company just last this week and there was an event for the Bulgarian ecosystem together with the Romanian ecosystem. Actually, the event was held in Varna, uh, one of the two big ports on the Black Sea on our eastern uh, border uh, here in Bulgaria. And we met actually together with you a company, I think the name was Quantero. Yep. Uh, and they're actually, they have a big customer. I'm not sure we are allowed to say the name, but big international customer. They're designing the product here. And then this, this product is being used in their, uh, in, the, in their sites all over the world. Uh, and now they're taking the next step to make their own product, which will then sell to more international companies. And they're also seeking to potential uh, partnership in, in this endeavor. So uh, this is also one example to attestment to what you said, that this is happening all over the country. And as soon as someone wants to uh, find a way to grow, uh, but does not want necessarily to do its, his, his own branch, his own entity and wants to leverage all the management experience and talent directly from the start and, and, and have a really partnership that just triggers and starts doing. Uh, I think uh, they can find that in Sofia, in Varna, in Plovdiv. Uh, okay, that's really interesting. Uh, actually, you, you also surprised me a bit positively. Uh, I was also surprised in the first episode where we were talking about Plovdiv. Something interesting maybe that we could help to possible uh, investors, also managers, listening and also talents who would like to come to Bulgaria and seek more challenges. Um, yeah, that's also happening. Funny enough, uh, we're already hiring German uh, employees coming <laughs> from awesome. yeah, yeah, coming from Berlin, working here on a challenging project, which somehow are again connected to the German industry. So this <laughs> yeah. is happening nowadays. Uh, we yeah. are not just an island, which is uh, absolutely 100% Bulgarian, uh, a foreign Experts are coming from Western Europe, coming to, from Eastern Europe to work from here for yeah. their foreign clients. Yeah, I can still I can... still is a yeah not so big amount, True. but uh, but it's happening. Now that you mentioned it, I I I, I, I am reminded uh, just uh, uh, beginning of the year. It was in March. I met uh, this guy Max, German from Munich, and he was here with uh, a company, marketing German company. They opened their office in a co-working space because it was easier. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And they're actually servicing uh, leading world leading clients from here, and they're hiring from the local pool of talents. Mm -hmm. uh, and and funny funny thing, they actually made a partnership with with the co working space, so they can grow faster, do marketing initiatives, do trainings, and and that's just one simple example. I know, but it's another example. Yes, yeah, but just they remember. are examples. So I have memories twenty five years ago when the first consultants coming from the Western Europe are advising us how to position the newly established Bulgarian software. In the same, they told us, just give us one name which already invested. And it was really difficult. Interesting. Uh, Nemeček was one of the first, SAP was second. There was step by step coming, but it was really difficult. Now, now we have different uh, challenge. Now we have challenge to say who didn't invest. <laughs> so there are so many foreign yeah. companies already invested here. That's really positive. Uh, but again, what, what you said as a, examples, uh, what I'm really proud is not about the, all those names which invested here, but uh, the whole ecosystem develops and the whole business model is changed. So if you are somehow used uh, to work in Berlin, for example, 
with their mentality, with their business opportunities, you will see no much differences if you come to Sofia. Sofia is just one of very normal westernized city when we're talking about investment in the information technology. I think it is really interesting. This was also men mentioned in the previous episode by George Stoev from Trakia Tech, and um, he's one of the drivers of the newly created Plovdiv Tech Hub. But he mentioned that the most important question that investors ask them in Plovdiv is tell us about the quality of life in Plovdiv. And it turns out that it was not salaries, it was not actually the that high expense, it's important, but the first question is, if we bring our people to work with you, if we hire people from here, how could we know that they will be happy, they will be productive? I mean, we can see the data, but could you tell us in concrete details the quality of life? And it's interesting that, uh, so far, they, that there is no investor in Plovdiv that actually has left in, in, in the in the track economic zone where we have mostly manufacturing companies and their IT companies in Plovdiv. So, so that's really interesting. So the quality of life in Sofia actually matches that of, of, of Western cities. It is extremely developed in terms of business and entertainment as well as the access to Vitusha and other mountains nearby. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, okay, so... Yeah, that's interesting. Normally, we, we have it for granted. Right. But uh, that's an interesting experience. Once you are living a bit more abroad, then you start valuing quite more the quality of life that you have here. And uh, yeah, it can be a part of the competition game and uh, differenti differentiation from Seems the other cities. Uh, but that's why the, the whole spectre of different services already available in one or another sense. I mean, we are not anymore by any sense a pure classical low-level outsourcing cities which you can find nowadays in the ex-Soviet Union or in India or I'm in not Eastern saying Europe. nothing. This is just different business model. What I'm saying that we're already out of this business model and we're trying to, to um, grow. construct Span. our own. And again, grow in a qualitative and value-added way. This is interesting because recently we had these big announcements. The, 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 uh, I think the World Bank was one, opened an office here. Uh, I think the, the KBC group, if I'm not mistaken, opened a business here. And we hear about also partnerships. Bosch just opened their auto, autonomous car office here also. Yeah, yeah, that's true. An R&D office uh, in, in, in Sofia. And it's interesting that uh, some of these companies, and I can give you actually a real good example. Uh, we can even mention a good example of an English company that came to Sofia, which is Okado Technologies. Uh, it does robotics. And what's interesting that actually they were working with an outsourcing company yep. in Bulgaria two years ago, and then they made a switch. They decided, okay, we work so well with this team. Let's make it our own. Let's open our own office. That's also possible. That's a sound business model. Yeah. You're starting small, you're starting in a partnership, and then you just negotiate the next stage of the, of the growth, which can be continued with the partnership, can be just... And this is just Buying one example. Out. This is just one example. Yeah. But what you said earlier in our conversation really made an impression on me that now we're seeing the next wave of evolution of the business model, which is essentially uh, the foreign investors seeing, hey, you're a strong IT company in Europe that has world leading projects. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to acquire teams from you, instead of trying to hire services from you in terms of outsourcing just for that or this, Let's make a partnership so we build something together. 
or we leverage your expertise and your price competitiveness, but you're, you know, to instead of hiring a German company or instead of just going to the, let's say, uh, on the top of the chain, we actually see this interesting competition now between SAP, VMware and Bulgarian companies, which are based in Sofia. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so that's happening. Companies decide instead of working directly to SAP, hey, we want to work with a Bulgarian company that will provide us a ready for you solution that steps on SAP platforms, but we have a trusted partner which we know together what's our uh, midterm and long-term strategy and what are our common shared goals here. I agree. And that's the beauty of the situation in which we have plenty of options for every investor. For business models. For business models. And there is no forbidden kind of things. And the experience, not only in technology, but also into the business, different business models is growing every day. And that's, I think quite positive sign for the interested investors to come and to see all those options and scenarios and to choose the one who is fitting their current situation the best. I think this is a great conclusion for the first part. Uh, We'll be right back. Uh, Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second part of our episode. Uh, We are now with Vodimir Karolev an investment banker with focus on Southeastern Europe. Hello, Vlado. Hello. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) Great to have you. With your experience, uh, this would be an exciting conversation for me and I hope valuable for our listeners. My first question to you is, what is Bulgaria's advantage compared to other Central and Eastern European locations? For you personally, from your experience, for your investors. If you want to be short, two, two words, quality of life. That's great, because George, uh, George Stoev from Plovdiv in our first episode mentioned the same thing, that when investors come to Plovdiv and particularly to the uh, Trakia economic area, they are actually asking, the first question is, tell us about the quality of life. If we're to bring our people to work here, to live here, our management staff, our uh, experts and also hire people here, Will they be happy and perform at their best performance? So this is really interesting. Please, could you elaborate and tell a bit more about why do you think that is and and what actually do you mean by quality of life? Yes, I was going to say that because Ah, those two words mean nothing unless they're explained. Uh, First, I believe Bulgaria is a great place in terms of quality of life, not only for investors, but also for Bulgarians and also for people who want to relocate to Bulgaria. Now, touch upon it in a a bit. Uh, First... uh, um, Bulgaria has a great location, but not only as a what is usually said crossroad between Europe and um, and Asia, but also it's a country with four distinct seasons. Uh, so it's not a place like it's cold most of the time, like in the Nordic countries, or hot most of the time, like in the Caribbean. Uh, then it's a country uh, in which you have because people work, but also people have at least weekends and sometimes more than weekends to enjoy the, the life. From Bulgaria, in Bulgaria, either in the country or in the in, in the in the country or driving range around Bulgaria, you can have almost every every kind of uh, landscape, landscape and vacation. True. Uh, we have a lot of mountains nearby. We have uh, a lot of lakes, sea, exactly. very close. You can also take the 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 flight that was with. Uh, uh, George from the first part in Varna last weekend, just a 40-minute flight from Sofia. Sure. And then the rest is that every country in Europe is max three hours away with a flight. 
course. And and with true, the and true. with the uh, with the uh, I wouldn't say it's cheap, but yeah, yeah, it's good, good uh, affordable flights. Uh, flights with the so-called yeah. low-cost airlines. Uh, even not the middle class, but even people who are you know struggling to save can can afford themselves to do a vacation. So getting back to foreigners, uh, another component of quality of life and to Bulgarians is food. I mean, I've traveled a lot. I've lived in Canada as a student. Um, I've lived elsewhere as well, not for such extended period. Uh, and indeed, the quality of the food produced in Bulgaria, I mean, the agricultural uh, products uh, is great. Uh, so um, also, uh, and this is uh, this is typical for the Balkan, but it's not only Bulgaria. Uh, it's it's the cooking. Uh, I'm not a gourmet guy actually, but <laughs> but I can. But everyone who has tasted food in Bulgaria or in the, the region, I have the same experience. You've you. seen that because yeah. we have a combination of European cuisine, of uh, uh, Southeast European cuisine, Arabic cuisine, and Turkish cuisine, uh, and this is extremely important. Uh, then, um, uh, in terms of uh, of Every investor coming to Bulgaria wants to make a decent rate of return uh, on, on, on their investment and, and uh, they need a couple of things. First, as, as we all know, uh, the money we make either as, uh, when working for somebody or as entrepreneurs uh, are what uh, is left for our pockets uh, for our bank account after costs, uh, yeah. costs and after the, the tax officer. Yeah, uh, and and I think and I'm really proud that I was part of this successful effort of, uh, of introducing, enforcing in well introducing and then enforcing with a law in 2007 a very low flat tax both for personal income tax and and um, and, and corporate tax. Actually, uh, on Monday I interviewed uh, a British national to become chief technical officer of a very large Bulgarian company of which I'm a board member. Great. And, and actually, uh, when, when he, he, he came at his asking price, uh, I, I kind of smiled because I knew that we will meet uh, on the net basis. Yeah. And, and, and basically he wanted a number and then we quoted him a number which, is, which was 30% less. And, 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 and initially he said, well, and I said, let me tell you the good news. You're not going to pay 37% tax like you pay in UK. You're going to pay 10%. I said, oh, really? We have a deal. So, 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 <laughs> so, so my point is that uh, I wouldn't say that low tax is the only, and actually it's not the only advantage of Bulgaria, but it's a big advantage. I think it will and have especially very... for bringing people to Bulgaria, yeah. be it Bulgarians who work now abroad, like my son, who is mm-hmm. definitely going to come mm-hmm. back to Bulgaria. He's now, oh, that's ba- great, yes. he's now a banker in London. Uh, or entrepreneurs uh, yeah. who wants to come to the country and low taxes really help a lot. I, I think, I think I would, I would, my personal view on this is that I wouldn't say per se that we have all taxes are low, but we definitely for uh, professionals who work hard and, 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 and especially investors who invest a great amount of money, the corporate tax is very competitive compared to other European locations because it's a flat 10% rate. And actually this is mentioned on our website that this is one of the big changes that contributed to this uh, economic growth. Sure. So it's great that you mentioned it. Uh, one example that I want to contribute back, uh, I had a, about the, the fact that uh, the quality of life and, and, and uh, the, the whole environment here is really uh, 
there's big growth is essentially I was uh, traveling with the manager f- with using the low cost airline to Copenhagen mm. simply because they have a direct flight uh, three times a week. Mm. And we use that airline, although we were traveling for business. And what this uh, Swedish manager was impressed by was but coming back from Sofia, actually the food in the restaurants. And I was amazed because he was, of course, happy about the work we have done together. But the, the thing that he could only talk to during the two hour and a half flight to Copenhagen was about the food. And so just a great thing that you mentioned, the quality of life. Okay, that, that's, that's a great, uh, great opening because I think you, you are essentially explaining that achieving this so now, nowadays uh, relevant balance of life, right? Let's have the quality of life. Let's be working hard and, and making great return on investments and, and let's have this growth. Uh, it, it's possible in Bulgaria. Absolutely. Great. Uh, so for potential investors, uh, what business opportunities or market segments do you see in Bulgaria rapidly growing or interesting for them to invest or make partnerships yeah. or from your experience yeah. just? Um, there are many theories. I, I am a trained economist and uh, when I was being trained many years ago, a lot of the theories I've learned turned out not to be true. Uh, and it's not simply because I was at that time educated in a in a ideological society, socialist slash communist. But then when I went to Canada, hmm. I also learned some theories, economic theory, which turned out not to be true. But one theory which is very true, and but I, I learned it both in Bulgaria during the communist time and then back then, then in Canada is the comparative advantages theory of Ricardo and friends, because it's not only Ricardo. And really, Bulgaria has several clear competitive advantages. And the most important is what is given to us by God. Uh, this is the location in terms of uh, the climate, the temperature, the soils, and the variety of, uh, of how, uh, how landscape. For example, I was one of the first persons in Bulgaria through a fund back in the 90s who brought modern winemaking in Bulgaria. At, the time I was that. Working, at that time, I was working as a manager of a fund sponsored mainly by the European Bank for Reconstruction Development. And we brought two technical experts, one from France. By the way, the guy is still doing business in Bulgaria. Great. Uh, France, as we know, the, the, wine, the wine, lo- wine lovers know, is, the, hmm. is a typical old country True. kind of type. And then the other one was a guy from Australia. So Australia is a, represents the new world. And I learned at that point that it's totally different type of winemaking. And then both guys, although they did assessment of the potential of Bulgaria independently, both guys said Bulgaria has a potential to produce what's called terroir wines, which means gradually high, small batches, very high quality wines. And that's already happening. And this is given by God. And it's not only the temperature, but terroir wines are produced when you have a particular landscape. So for example, you have a, if you have a, a large plain, plain uh, valleys, mm-hmm. you can't produce terroir wines. You produce large batches of relatively good quality wine, like in, like yeah. for example, in Napa Valley. Really interesting. Uh, but when you have, uh, you know, s- uh, terrain which is suitable for terra wine, you can make really great wines. And that's not only for wine. Uh, that's why Bulgaria is a major exporter, I don't know, per capita, one of the largest exporter of any type of grains, uh, some flour as well. Uh, that's why we export a lot of fruits, uh, fresh or in frozen. Rose oil. So everything what is in agriculture yeah. and related to agriculture 
is definitely a comparative advantage. And here I see a lot of potential to improve because still I'm also investor in a, in, in a project. And uh, one thing that is underdeveloped in Bulgaria is uh, irrigation. So uh, this is now, and also more modern using GPS technologies. More modern processes, more, technologies. More modern processes for both, both planting and picking up fruits, yeah. especially in vegetables. I also know a company in Bulgaria that yeah. makes robots for picking the yeah. fruits. Yeah, so agriculture. Then tourism. Uh, tourism is growing uh, every year, actually from 2000 until 2000, 2000 in, the, in the new century, there was one new, only one year. After 2000. After 2000. The only one year in which Bulgarian tourism sector no, was not growing in terms of revenue with double digits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is the year when there was uh, there was a big uh, drop of Russian tourists coming. I didn't know that. Yeah, every year, double digits. Wow. Every year. Wow. Uh, and when why Bulgaria was known in the not so distant past, primarily as a location for actually in general two to three months summer season. Now for the summer season is extended. Second, the winter season with the development, the winter resorts with the development of few resorts and there are more to be done here, uh, is, uh, is being promoted and extended. One of the Bulgarian resorts is being voted four years in a row by the, the largest segment of skiers in Europe are Brits because there are not many mountains suitable for skiing or snowboarding. So four years in a row, Brits vote this, this resort the best Amazing. value for money in Europe. Uh, then, increasingly, uh, more niche tourism. Uh, for example, I was amazed to learn that the, the hotel with the highest occupancy is a hotel close to, let's go to Rosa, Rosa Valley, okay. close, to, close to Kazanluk. We are mainly uh, Asian tourists from Japan, from China, but not only. Go there every, all, all year round uh, to learn about our history of producing rosas. Also, there Cup of good wineries because Bulgaria is the top uh, producer and exporter of rose yes. oil. Well, per capita, because Turkey is also <laughs> okay. in terms of volume, Turkey is larger okay. than us. But yes, uh, and then I mentioned only one niche tourism, uh, but then spa increasingly, true. Uh, also, cultural tourism increasingly. So, I see a lot of potential in tourism as well. Then, the third comparative advantage is actually people. Uh, I think, and there actually, the government can help a lot. If you ask me how, first, by not interfering a lot. True, absolutely. <laughs> and, true. and letting the, the private sector pick That's up. That's what we see in the IT. Yes, exactly. So, uh, I remember back in the mid-90s, there was one idea to regulate the, the starting internet sector at that time. Hopefully, <laughs> that didn't happen. And we have the fastest internet. Exactly. I was going, and you know that. You have the fastest internet in EU. And one of the reasons is that there was no impediments to entrepreneurs at that time. Yeah. And again, I know a lot of those entrepreneurs in early stage because the fund I was mentioning about my, mm -hmm. my, my kind of knowledge of the wine industry invented, invested in, the, in a very small internet, let's call it startup, which has less than, at that time, Euro was not existing, so less than uh, 300,000 Deutsche Marks, so in current, mm -hmm. in current money of less than 150,000 thousand euro yeah and then this company grew uh and was sold to to Deutsche telecom so Amazing. so so my point is that and when we invest in the company we did not invest in the technology because you can buy the technology True. we invested in the couple of people because they were really going couple. to execute yeah there were three partners uh and then uh, uh still bulgarians are winning uh kids are winning competitions worldwide 
uh, in mathematics, in physics, in chemistry, in, in sciences. True. Uh, also, uh, we are not so good at accent, and I'm a good example of that. I, yeah, me too. I, yeah, um, but Bulgarians uh, uh, are not xenophobic. They, they, they want to learn foreign languages. And, Very, and, and, yeah, and, yeah, open and, 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 and then that means that that's why there are so many, one of the reasons there are so many call centers in Bulgaria. True. Um, one of my former clients out of Sofia is covering 26 European countries. 26? In all their, yes, in all their languages, wow. including not all of them in EU. So meaning there are people there, uh, you know, uh, taking calls or making calls in Croatian or in uh, any Nordic this language. So people is extremely good valuable. competitive advantage. And, 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 and hard yes. working. This, yes. I, just, just to contribute to you, and I'm sorry I'm interrupting you because I know you that's have okay. another meeting that's coming, so I want to... That's okay. Okay. So uh, I, and I have one more important question to ask you before we finish. So I just want to confirm that because this is what George said in the first part, that uh, we, are, we are being recognized no longer as... Uh, uh, non-expensive uh, companies or, or people, ex experts, but we are actually being sought as we're being searched for our quality of work and the value we generate. And that's really interesting. So value if, for money, that's what is important. Exactly, exactly. So if someone wants to, to invest here, he can find those kind, those kind of people who are hardworking and, and dedicated, can generate that value. And on the other side, if you're looking for partnership, which, which was the notion that George put forward, that's happening more and more. And, and one final, just uh, before my final question, just one clarifying question to our, to, so I hear a lot about office spaces in Bulgaria being, being on the rise, emerging. Do you think that's something that could attract investors as well? Uh, office spaces, uh, real estate, just, just a short answer so I can. Yes. Uh, real estate per se does not attract investors. Except for investors in real estate. <laughs> and I have a little bit of doubt. Maybe we can say something yeah, for them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have a, I have a little bit of doubt that uh, there is a, uh, the, the real estate market has um, overheated. You, you can see here, I, I have a Master of Science in real estate. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and I'm an investor as we speak in real estate. And uh, so, um, my, my short answer is no, there is no shortage of real estate, office real estate. Yeah. Uh, there is shortage, and that's clear now, of uh, of uh, people who are with the right skills. That's why I want to... To develop the real estate. No, to work in, in, in the offices. So that's <laughs> why uh, what I'm saying is that the government has to... First has to change a little bit the policy um, and, and, and the money, the public money. For example, too many uh, new economists, new, new lawyers, new so sociologists uh, with all... Yeah, the incentives respect. are wrong. The incentives yes, are wrong. Yes, and, and, yeah. and too few uh, scholarship in the Bulgarian University for, for IT, for, 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 for sciences. Yeah. So, for example, if I were, if I were a, uh, the Minister of uh, Education, I would drastically decrease scholarship for the... For the liberal arts, I remember and we I will increase yeah. the scholarship for the science. I remember we had this conversation in uh, 2012 in the Sofia University yeah. with you. And, you also, and also because everybody's uh, talking about high-valued products, sure, but, you know, uh, Bulgaria uh, and every country, every job for me is a job. True. And not everyone can become uh, a scholar. We or, need all kinds of uh, yes, work and, people and, 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 and also skills. not everyone wants to go to the university. True. So the other thing that the government has to do is to, and actually it's, come, it's becoming, uh, um, for the past few years that's happening, but actually the driving force is the private sector, which is okay. 
the government has to basically expedite their support for the private sector. For the private the education, yeah. The so-called vocational training. Uh, where, training. Where people, yes, where people are trained in high school uh, in different trades. Uh, uh, carpenter or, I don't know, you name it. Yeah. Because, because that's, that's also very valuable. It, it, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Recently I heard that a lot of accountants in, 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 in Sofia... Uh, young ones actually are becoming IT specialists, programmers, and support uh, su- uh, support consultants with, with with foreign languages, and so. not just one like German or Spanish, but two at the same time. And and my final question uh, is, uh, what would be your advice for investors and people who would like to come to Bulgaria or invest as a first step? What what would be the first step? Would it be to reach out to something like you if they're an investor no, to get more no, up to date information? No, I, I'm not gonna sell my services, although that's what I do. I mean, I advise a lot on cross border investment. Some valuable advice. I, I think that, uh, um, and I know what they're doing. First, uh, Bulgaria, okay. Bulgaria being part of you um, has uh, relatively good accessible online information via EU portals. And also, as so we said... So if you Google Bulgaria mm-hmm. uh, EU Eurostat, you're going to get Google just towards Bulgaria Eurostat and you're going to get all information on the macro level relevant Great advice. Bulgaria. You don't have to call advisors and, and pay fees. And you can then, jump on the plane and be right yes, here in... Then, then they do it Every almost every EU country has an has a has an embassy here with a trade attaché. As I said, almost all, not all of them. The one that they don't have, they usually have a sign. For example, not all Nordic countries have an, have an embassy, but the one that they have service. For example, I know Sweden does not, but other embassies serve Swedish. But there is a, so, so the yeah. trade attaché who works for the. But there is a Swedish Bulgarian trade yes. uh, commerce chamber. That, that, that was the third thing. But yeah. let's, if I was a German, I would come and I would, I would stop by the German embassy and talk to the German trade Great advice. And then if you pick up Bulgaria as a location, then you need you really need somebody because you can do it maybe on your own, but it's got a more expensive. You need somebody, let's say you want to find a good location for your new Greenfield investment, or you want to find an office. Better to here, here to hire professional advisors. True. Uh, and then uh, usually you need a tax advice. Yeah, this is valid uh, it's everywhere. It's very simple. Yeah, this is valid everywhere. Uh, but again, you have to hire somebody. And all, the, and all the professional services, firms that you can find in any European countries, actually not all of them, but and most of them have offices here. Yeah, that they have offices here. The, the, the established uh, trusted partners in Europe and worldwide, they have established partners. I think KBC recently opened an office, uh, new office. Well, KBC has service. been here for many years. They come initially by buying a bank. PwC also has. All, all the, from the top 10 accountants, actually they are, they are not accountants anymore. They are accountants only 30 years ago. That's, they are called professional services firms. They offer tax, accounting, advisory, M&A, forensic studies, so on. From the top 10 worldwide, nine have office in Bulgaria for many years. So, Okay, great conversation. Thank you for these valuable advices to, for our listeners. And if we were with you to talk in 12 months again, what do, you, what do you think would be the topic of our conversation? On the top of your head, what would you want to see in Bulgaria's economy or, or ecosystem? What, what would you want to be the, the, the topic in, our, in, in, in 12 months if we meet again and talk? I would like to see... The only tax which is high in Bulgaria, the social security tax being decreased. 
Great. Thank you. Thank for this conversation. Well, that's also a problem. Yeah, and and, and we, we, we might discuss this next time. Yeah, and, and there are actually some some solutions coming up for for removing the monopoly on healthcare by government and introducing private healthcare uh, solutions insurances yeah. that we have already just just to incentivize people to have those instead of relying on of the government monopoly and yeah. So so actually as you can see private initiative in Bulgaria is rising for business and by individuals. So I hope this information was valuable to you and till next time. Welcome back. Uh, actually, this will be a very short segment because we started having a very interesting discussion with uh, George here from Nemechek, Bulgaria. And I wanted you, the listeners, to be able to have this uh, opportunity to hear the, the answer um, to my question, which is why Volkswagen wanted to invest in Bulgaria when they had such a strong competition from Hungary, Serbia, Slovenia, and Turkey. And, uh, and Romania. I, and Romania. I want to give some context to the question for our listeners. Uh, so essentially, uh, Bulgaria reached the final stage of negotiations. That was the direct negotiation with Volkswagen. And Bulgaria, which is a 7 million people country, was uh, competitive with the Turkish economy which has a significant more population and GDP due to its scale. However, we were so competitive that we were in six months long negotiations and we are still actually expecting the final, the really final, final decision and to see some plant actually being built. Uh, so just George, your opinion, how did Bulgaria manage to be so competitive, although it's no longer low cost, but it is price competitive to attract the interest, the interest of someone like Volkswagen as a company and as a business, which have like long-term strategies for 25, 30, 40 years. Yeah, I'm Your not. Yeah, I'm not into the shoes of Volkswagen, and I know quite well that those big consortium and, and corporations they have their very long uh, procurement process with a very clear criteria inside, which True. we don't know exactly which one. So I will just suspect. Uh, uh, where we have been stronger and where we have been weaker than Turkey, for example. But um, first, Bulgaria has uh, very good relations to Germany. Uh, Germany is uh, one of the top three investors in here in the country. So uh, uh, still a lot of good references from the software sector inside the machine machinery and uh, IT. Never check Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I said software. Uh, but. Um, also into the last couple of years, uh, the automotive sector, which in fact, uh, hundreds of small uh, shops here and there producing uh, parts and different parts for the for sure. the automotive industry is already here. It's like a booming. The automotive cluster was established like five years ago and now is one of the really crucial for the national economy. So that's the objective uh, references and connections to Germany. Uh, price levels. Uh, depends with which we are comparing. So, especially with the Central Europe, we still have the price competitiveness. Uh, compared to Serbia, maybe not. But in in the case with Serbia, we have the low political risk being part of the European Union. And um, quite well or better established infrastructure already. Even we have to, to invest a lot more in the infrastructure compared to Serbia, where 
20 years ahead. But we have these industrial zones like Plovdiv. Yeah. I, keep, yeah. I keep saying it, but just want to confirm what you said. There we have a lot of tier one suppliers to Daimler and Volvo. Absolutely. And when we were yeah. at the discussion panel with them, they actually told me we actually recognized a lot of the names of our suppliers here in Plovdiv. That's, that's the reality. So Volkswagen is coming not on an empty place. There is already an ecosystem here and there is already... That has prepared the land, yeah, the business, yeah. the yeah. yeah. And if it's a Plovdiv or Sofia, there was also um, ready site which can be used exactly. somehow. Uh, where we are weaker than Turkey, of course, the main weakness is just the small local markets. No one can compare to Turkey at the moment, especially if in their economic model they promise to Volkswagen to buy hundred thousand. Uh, new cars. So that's True, something it's a, which it's a world economy and 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 uh, cars from I a factory in Europe yeah, are being I saw sold for, everywhere. Yeah, but in my practice, I saw so many corporate decisions based on the local market on the local market uh, potential. So we have been losing a couple of deals for Romania, for example, because it was considered that Romania has three and a half, four times bigger local market. Even the production is not for the local market. The corporation has those kind of criteria in their evaluations Perhaps that the is, local market is kind of important. This sounds like a valid rational uh, uh, logic for perhaps an automotive company like Volkswagen. Uh, if I can relate to our uh, previous conversation in the first part, for an IT company, for technological company that, that, that can uh, cross barriers digitally online, I think this is not uh, the, the, the same requirement for the local market. But uh, in, yep. this, in this context of Volkswagen, uh, perhaps, and actually not perhaps, it makes great sense that the local market is an important metric. Uh, and it's still interesting though, uh, Hungary, is a bigger market than us. Slovenia is a bigger market than us. Yeah, and but we still similar, are... similar to us. Uh, and Turkey is just really bigger, and not only because of the market. Uh, that was my second point. Oh, sorry. Uh, the way their government is ruling the economy is quite <laughs> different from the from the rest. Yes. So, uh... <laughs> the local market uh, potential or growth is also connected to the ability of the local government to promise subsidies. And True. those subsidies, in form of uh, buying the products, incentives, yeah. or giving direct financial incentives, no one from Europe can, can. compare with Turkey at the moment. True. So That's is true. this a fair game for the European company going to Turkey and using the incentives which the other European countries are not allowed to, to offer? It's an interesting question, but that's the story here. Yeah. True. Uh, I, I think, just my personal opinion, uh, I think a sustainable business should not rely on subsidiaries. And therefore, uh, it's an interesting case where, uh, you know, competitive advantages of a one location matter more than, subsi than subsidiaries in the long term, in the really, really long, long term. So it's a, it's a really interesting development because Volkswagen has registered an entity in Turkey, but has not, but has put the plans on halt for now. So let's see what happens. Definitely yep. interesting input from you. Thank you. Uh, do Thank you want you. to have some final thoughts? Maybe if we talk 12 months from now, just what, what do you think will be the topic of our conversation regarding the ecosystem? Uh, maybe you, you will be having an announcement about a significant partnership in 12 months. Just Top. One of our significant partners just, just become acquired. Uh, our 21 years old partner Dockware from Germany was just acquired by the world uh manufactured giant like Rico from Japan so we just did it again based on 
not on the low cost, but based on the real expertise and consultancy of the Bulgarian partner also. Great. So this is happening now, not in 12 months. In 12 months, I really expect <laughs> to see news when Bulgarian-born companies are start acquiring other companies into the region. That's actually already happening. Thank you. This is great, great, great uh, ending for our uh, conversation. I'll put links to all the references that George made, including for this acquisition. That will be really interesting. Uh, the website will be up. It's uh, investinoneword.bg. Thank you. And until next time, thank you, George. Thank you.